Welcome to Money Elementary, where we talk about money subjects that we should have learned in school. There are no dumb questions except the ones we don't ask. We're starting from scratch so that we cover the very important financial basics. Thanks to my lovely children for that excellent intro. I am your host, Heidi Castillo. I am not a licensed financial advisor, but life has taught me how to deal with finances. In addition to my family's background, one of the primary motivators for this podcast has been my babies. I want to give them all the financial information I wish I had and I needed, but I had to learn the hard way. We want to make it easier to talk about money. People often fail to talk about money for many different reasons. It could be lack of knowledge, culture, or just embarrassment. Money and finances shouldn't be a forbidden topic. The answers are easily available, and we want you to have the questions to ask to get the answers you need. Our goal here at Money Elementary is to allow people to come together and freely discuss each other's financial successes and failures. Sharing our knowledge will help us navigate our financial journey together. So let's talk freely about money. It's me, Vanessa, and welcome to Episode 3, My Money Works Out. In today's episode, we will explore the world of savings accounts. We have had a few requests on how to open these accounts, so let's get started. The best rule of thumb is to never go with your first option. We shop around for car insurance, credit cards, and utilities. Why not see what's in the savings world? For today's financial toolkit, I don't have a nifty website or an application that you can use. This is more of an observation I have consistently seen from financially successful people. As y'all know, we are covering savings and CDs, certificate of deposit accounts today. This is a perfect option right now for the people because of the times. When our country is no longer dealing with high inflation, there will be something else to jump to. Two years ago, going into a little story here, Two years ago, Susie Orman was talking about U.S. government I-bonds on her Woman and Money podcast. And when inflation is high, you want to take advantage of that. This is another sign of the times. In a minute, we will discuss high-yield savings accounts and certificate of deposits and how to take advantage of that during inflation. Your money has to move with the times unless you have to keep your money in the account for a specified time to avoid penalties. Our economy is consistently moving. It is not static. Therefore, you have to move with the cycles. As the economy goes through growth, inflation, recession, and back to growth, we have to move our money where the money is going. Thank you, Vanessa, for that excellent financial toolkit of knowledge. I am your host, Heidi, and it's time for our analogy. Saving CDs, stocks, real estate, and many other investments are a lot like working out. Working out requires a goal, a vision, a plan, commitment, and dedication. When you start working out, you start slow because you don't want to get injured. Once you get the hang of it, you start eating healthy, taking protein shakes, pumping iron, and boom, you get your fitness on. Investments are very similar. Your money will not get swallowed overnight, just like you won't lose weight overnight. When you do the same workouts all the time, eventually your body plateaus and your gains start to diminish. With investments, If you stick to just one tool, such as, say, the stock market or savings account, your earnings diminish because you need a diversified portfolio. Like workouts, you have to shake it up and explore different options. We will talk about a few investment tools available, but there are many others that we will eventually cover in the future episodes. 
Let's put a plan together to get your money to work out for you. Let's start with a savings account. Vanessa, do you remember when you first got your savings account and why you got it? Why, yes, Heidi, I do. I went to open my checking account and the lady asked me if I wanted to open a savings account. I didn't know what it really was at the time. All I knew was that every month I would transfer $25 from my checking account and it would go straight to my little old savings account. A few years later, I learned it was a good idea to change the name of your savings account to a goal. So I renamed my savings account to Eurotrip. And eventually, I did get to go to Europe. Even though it wasn't because of my savings. But anyways, that's a, that's a story for a different day. I have learned a bit since then. So although I still have that account, I don't use it anymore. Heidi, do you remember the first time you opened a savings account? Wait, why don't you use it anymore? We will discuss this in a bit. But I bank with a major bank, and the amount of money I get back for having my money in their savings account is like 0.01%. Leaving my money in there doesn't make sense. I would lose money by leaving it in a traditional savings account year after year, not make money. I see what you're saying about losing money. In the past, I have always heard investors saying, during inflation, you are burning money if you hold on to it and don't invest it. Your purchasing power decreases as the dollar's value decreases. For example, during COVID, if you had $70 stashed away under your carpet, like we used to do when we were kids, now it would only be worth $58. Even though you have $70 on hand, the prices of items have increased. In 2023, the reality is that you can only purchase $58 worth of groceries. For the week, we're losing $12. However, for the year, it's $624. All this to say is that it's important to invest and find ways to save so that you can bridge the inflation gap. My understanding of inflation is that it will eventually go away, but the cost of everything is going up every year. Why is that? Inflation is an ongoing thing. It will never go away. The reason we are feeling the impact after COVID is that we went from having only a 1.4% in 2020 to a 7% inflation rate in 2021. Check out this website and search inflation rate history. You can go back to 1929 inflation rates. It's www.thebalancemoney.com. In 1946, there was an 18% inflation rate. So yeah, we will always have price adjustments that increase our cost of living. I don't know how many times this year I have heard, I bought two bags of groceries at HEB for 70 bucks. Do you know who said that? Me. I said that. I've also heard Heidi say that too. <laughs> this goes back to the price of products going up because of inflation. At the beginning of 2020, before the toilet paper shortage, you could buy three to four bags worth of groceries with that same $70, but that was because the dollar was worth a bit more. Currently, the dollar has reduced and we are getting fewer items with those $70 and that is the definition of inflation. That brings us back to answering why we want to put our money in high yield savings accounts. Instead of having it under a mattress or a carpet, your money can earn something and you can reduce the impact on inflation. Instead of pre-COVID $70 being worth $58 now, it would be worth $61.50 in a high yield savings account. It's not much more, but it's better than not earning anything. Yeah, I know you're probably thinking, because I was thinking this too, only $3.50? That's not that much money. Well, this goes back to our analogy. 
Working out a day out of the year is not going to help you get your gains. You have to stay consistent and then all those workouts add up and you can see your progress at the end of the year. Seeing your money grow is the same thing. It will not grow if you just leave it sitting there. Your money, like you, has to be active too. The grocery example is for one week's worth of groceries, but we shop for groceries at least once a week. If you look at it for the entire year, we could soften the hit from inflation if we had our money in a high-yield savings account or other investments. Groceries example is based on Vanessa's one-person budget. Once you add in a family budget, those numbers increase and hit a budget hard. If I bought groceries for $200 before COVID, it would be like eight bags. Now, that $200, that's reduced to like four to five bags because it's only worth $164. Let's put this into perspective of your salary. In 2021, we had a 7% inflation. In 2022, we had a 6.5% inflation. And in 2023, we had another 2.7% inflation. What does this mean? If you have only gotten a small raise, you are not catching up to the inflation and you're probably hurting financially. The inflation rates are an average for the year. When you drill down to the staple foods, the inflation rate increases. Let's break it down with eggs. What will those numbers tell me if we take a staple food like eggs and see the average price in 2021 versus 2022? The average cost of eggs in the US in 2021 was approximately $2.21. In 2022, it was approximately $2.86. Well, that was the average for the whole country. We did the math for you, and that is a 29% increase in eggs in just one year. Who in their right mind would think, why did my eggs go up? We will ask that question that no one has a time to think about. Because if eggs went up, that means other things went up in price too. And that is how the government will get paid back. All this to say, to survive inflation rates that happen year after year, we can't stash our money away and not earn interest on it. It will not be worth the same amount once you decide to spend it. However, if you invest it, you will earn something which will soften the impact of losing money due to the rise in prices. All right, back to our scheduled program. Hey, Dee. What was your first experience opening your savings account? Mine was very similar as yours. I also didn't know why they were giving this extra account. I tried to save at one point, but I was always so broke that I would transfer it into my checking account when it was negative. Good times. (laughs) Uh, Banks were not paying anything in savings accounts just one year ago. Recently, due to inflation, the Federal Reserves have increased interest rates. Whenever you hear, the feds are increasing the rates. The rate increases impacts home loans, car loans, credit cards, and other loans. On the bright side, putting your money in a high-yield savings account will earn you some more money right now. In the past, as recently as last year, a high-yield savings account was as low as 2%. We have a few options for savings accounts. First, you can go to a credit union or PNC which have actual location. They still have a high yield savings account, but you can actually still go to the bank in case you want your money. So for example, in 2023, PNC is offering close to 5%. Now you have a high yield online savings account. These usually do not have a brick and mortar. All your transactions will be online. So you don't have 
the luxury of going into an actual bank to take out your money. Then you have a CD, which is also known as a certificate of deposit. The CDs is, all, is the same thing. You could either go to a place that has a physical location or a place that has everything online. And finally, there's the regular savings accounts, which is your Chase, your Wells Fargo, your Bank of America. Now these you have available everywhere. However, their APY is only like 0.01%. Even though you have availability to go to any of their banks to take out your money, you are not earning anything. Let's dive in and compare these big banks and their savings accounts versus a high yield savings account. But first, let's talk about what APY is. APY, or the annual percentage yield, is the payment you get from the bank when you leave your money there for a year. Having said that, when looking at where to place your money, ensure you are looking for a high annual percentage rate. That will bring you a bigger return at the end of the year. Let's just remember that APY in a high yield savings account is not fixed. It fluctuates with the market. As long as the feds continue to increase or don't lower the rates, the APY in the savings accounts will not lower. However, when the economy stabilizes and inflation decreases, the APY for savings accounts will begin to drop. Taking advantage of these current times with high inflation, I opened up a high yield savings account and recently got a letter that it was going up from 4.55 to 4.95%. I was very surprised, to be honest. However, remember that just like it can go up, it can also come down. It is not fixed like Heidi just mentioned and the APY rate is tied to inflation. For example, Chase, Wells Fargo, or Bank of America have the worst APY with 0.01%. I feel like I'm gossiping about banks right now. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> don't say. Girl, that, that bank don't give you nothing back. <laughs> All right, let me repeat that. With these big banks, I repeat, you get 0.01% back. That means if you have $3,000 in a Chase or Wells Fargo account at the end of the year to show you that they appreciate your business, they will give you a whopping 30 cents back. They paid you 30 cents to leave your money sitting in their bank. Let's face it, saving accounts are not Chase's bread and butter. They have so many lines of business that they can afford people to move their savings accounts to a high yield savings account. That $3,000 can earn 5%, which is $150 annual yield in a high yield savings account. Again, I know that $150 doesn't sound like a lot, but if you went to Chase and asked them for $150, would they give you that money? Absolutely not. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. This is where you have to change your thought process on where you invest your money. Instead of leaving your money in a low APY bank, such as Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, you can move it to a high yield savings account and make it work for you. Today, it's $150. But if you reinvest, your money multiplies. Your money is working for you. The average person makes $20 an hour. It will take seven and a half hours to make $150. Let the money work for you and you can do something fun for those seven and a half hours. Let's look at different options based on how you need to access your money. It pays to go with a high yield savings account, but what are the pros and cons? High yield accounts are a great alternative to traditional accounts. 
The only downside is that if you pick a company that is not well known, you may not have ATMs near you, or you may have to wait 48 hours to transfer money to a different account. If you are looking into taking advantage of these current rates, research the bank's availability to know if you have an ATM nearby in case of emergencies. When you're looking into a regular or a high-yield savings account, when you look into a high-yield savings account, pay attention to the following. APY, the annual percentage yield. is This is the only time that you want the highest APY. This is the interest that is being paid to you. We said this earlier, but we just want to make sure that you guys understand. Go get the bigger percentage for your money. Find out the minimum amount required for the account. The fees for overdraft. Monthly fees. Withdrawal limits. The accessibility. How quickly can you get to your money? Do they have an ATM? Is it FDIC insured? Meaning that your money is protected up to $250,000. What does that mean? That means that if the bank goes under and say that you had $10,000 in this high yield savings account, hey, you are protected and you can still get that money back. Just to reiterate on FDIC insurance, recently there was two banks here in America that closed down and hopefully they were both FDIC insured. Otherwise, those people didn't get their money back. But I think they all did because that would have been major news. And that's only up to $250,000 per account. So if you have a million dollars in just one account, you're only protected up to $250,000. So the best option is to split it among different accounts. I mean, I mean, if you have that problem, that's a great problem, right? That's a great problem to have. Let me split up my million dollars <laughs> <laughs> to different accounts so that I can be insured everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I recently did open a high-yield savings account, which, as I mentioned earlier, is at 4.95% based off inflation. The account took about 30 minutes to create. I was shocked because I realized what was stopping me was the idea that it was going to take me a long time to create this account. And I felt like I was going to have to go talk to a human at the bank and sign all these papers, and it was very, in my head, it was very convoluted process, and I didn't want to do that. I was surprised that I could do everything from home, and it gave me a real sense of accomplishment because I had this roadblock in my brain that I could not do this specific thing, and it turns out that I could, and I did. I created my account online, and the bank asked me for my address, my ID, my social security number, my bank account information so that I can transfer money in and out, they had no minimum amount required to open the account, no monthly fees, and it was FDIC insured. I already made a great choice because I see money coming in that I would not have seen if I left my money sitting in a traditional savings account. You can visit, this is one of my little websites that I go to a lot, nerdwallet.com to see which high yield savings account will work best for you. Do your research. Now that we have discussed high-yield savings account, let's switch gears and talk about a little longer-term savings options such as CDs. I recently opened a CD at 5% APY. I was also dragging my feet because I thought it would be a long process. It was a very pleasant surprise that it only took about 15 minutes. A certificate of deposit, CD, is an option if you want a fixed rate for your money. You can typically open a CD for one year, three year, five years. Usually, the longer you have the CD, the higher the interest rate. Make sure you do not need this money if you decide to go down this route. 
because this option is kind of like a set it and forget it option. If you need it before the time ends, you will pay a fee to withdraw your money. CDs are a great option if you're looking for a fixed interest on money that you won't need immediately. Fixed means that even if the interest rate in the market drops to say 2%, you've already locked in a 5%, so you will earn 5% even if the market has dropped. As always, please check the requirements, the fees, and if they are FDIC insured. As of July 2023, nerdwallet.com has the following rates. Ally Bank has a 5% CD for 18 months. Marcus by Goldman Sachs as a member of FDIC has a 4.15% on savings. Synchrony Bank has a 5% CD for 18 months. Lending Club, also a member of FDIC, has a 4.25% savings. And Discover Bank CD has a 5% for 18 months. The list goes on and on. As Vanessa said earlier, go on to nerdwallet.com or investopedia.com for the current APY options. Since we're talking about ways to bridge the gap with the money that we're losing because of inflation, here are a few ways not to save money. I'm guilty of doing some of these. We live and learn. Some of you might be putting your money under the mattress or somewhere hidden. That money is gone if there is a fire, a flood, theft, or sneaky inflation. Another way to lose money, letting your parents or friends hold your money. They can accidentally lose it, mistake it for their money and spend it, or secretly borrow it. I don't know if anyone's done that for y'all, but anywho. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Moving on. Letting people borrow it and hope that they pay you back. Learn from my mistakes and don't let that happen to you. Please and thank you. (laughs) Recap! (laughs) Coming full circle to what we said earlier... Currently, these tools such as high-yield savings accounts or CDs are great for earning money. Please remember that the market fluctuates like everything else. We have to check the market for the best savings. We shop for the best deal when it comes to clothing, cars, houses, outings, flights. Savings are not any different. When it comes to savings, you are shopping for the most efficient ways to get the most earnings for your dollar. You are shopping for retirement, your plans, and your future. Keeping this in mind, please pay attention to the market. When the Fed start lowering the rates, the savings account rates will start to lower. You will need to find the next tool available to increase your money, your earnings. Please stay tuned because we will discuss other tools in our upcoming episodes. Thanks for coming to class today and as always there's homework! If you have money sitting in a traditional bank account that is earning 0.01%, move it. Go to nerdwallet.com and find a high-yield savings account with the best high interest rate. If you pick the right account, it should not cost you anything and you will be on your first step to investing. When you see that you have received X amount of dollars for your investment, you will get motivated to learn of other ways to get your money to work out for you. Remember, stay focused and motivated, and you will reach your goals. Share this knowledge with your family and friends, because knowledge is power. Toodles! This is Money Elementary. Woo! Money Elementary! (laughs) Money Elementary. Bye. Bye! Got questions? Email us at questions at moneyelementary.org.